listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro, the place to learn about new technology and technological advances before they become mainstream. This podcast is sponsored by Ingram Micro's Imagine Next. It's not about the destination. It's about going someplace you never thought possible. Go to imaginenext.ingrammicro.com to find out more. Let's get into it. Welcome to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. My guest today is Rick Hamlet, Senior Manager of Product Management at Harman. Rick, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, so today we are talking about commercial speakers and installed audio with JBL Pro. And so I know that commercial speakers can be a very broad topic. So Rick, can you kind of give us an overview of the different categories of commercial loudspeakers that we're talking about? I understand that there are six. Yeah, we tend to divide our commercial loudspeakers into six main categories. There's in-ceiling, on-wall, which are also called surface mount speakers, in-wall, columns, which are the you know long, narrow um, column speakers, pendants, which hang down from the ceiling, and then a variety of landscape models. There are some specialty models that don't exactly fit into these six categories, but the, these are the six main ones. And so when we look at you know, at the locations of those. I, I guess I'll say that, you know, there's kind of two audiences I see here. You know, one is the the IT or the AV, you know, AV professional who is responsible for the sound at any given business event or, or uh, setting. And then there's also the bystander that, you know, maybe this is the executive, uh, the layman who maybe has taken sound for granted. It's just, it's been there, it's been great. And so, you know, you haven't really noticed and put a lot of thought into, you know, what those needs are. So let's start with the latter. What are the primary considerations for installing commercial loudspeakers? I mean, where do you start? Well, you start with the general objectives. And I think of the general overall objectives as accomplishing whatever sound quality and character that's right for what's happening in the space. So for applications that include music, you want the music to be pleasant and clear. And for applications with voice, the voice needs to be highly intelligible. In other words, understandable. There are some technical principles that one then needs to follow. But pleasantness and intelligibility are the overall objectives. Now, taking this one step further, there are many factors then to consider about how you accomplish that. You want to think about what sort of activities happening in the space and therefore how loud it needs to get, how much bass is going to be required. What form factor of speaker is going to work best with the geometry of the space? how high the ceiling is and whether the ceiling's a suspended grid, a hard hard cap ceiling or an open structure. What's going to fit into the decor? What the budget is for the project? Where there are places for installing the speakers themselves? And things like whether the facility needs to meet certain safety uh, regulations or or uh, fire regulations. So we make available various application tools that can uh, help with the designing of the system and help it uh, work well. For example, for ceiling speaker systems, we make available for free uh, a program called Distributed System Design that helps the designer figure out which speakers will get to the sound level that's needed, how far to space them apart, if they need loudspeakers for additional bass, and which loudspeaker fits with the speakers they've chosen. Uh, to pair with, and how many to use, things like that. 
So are speakers and loudspeakers, are those not synonymous terms? They are. We sometimes try to stick with the term loudspeaker because speaker could be taken to mean the person who's talking, like in, in, a, in a presentation space. That makes sense. And so pardon me if I'm kind of getting a little bit into the 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 technical aspect. And that's the thing is that, you know, our audience, for the most part, you know, are Ingram micro partners and resellers, uh, but also end users. And I, I think this is something that people are interested in. They don't know a lot about. And while you don't have to be a technical expert in all of this, because there is, you know, help to, to you know, to get all of these things assessed and, and taken care of, um, I, I do kind of want to just go over some of those basics. So, so we're all a little bit smarter about, you know, about loudspeaker and uh, sound design. So you said that the, you know, looking at and these are just, you know, terms that I'm just curious about. You said when it's music, it should be pleasant. And when it's voice, it should be intelligible. Uh, pleasant, is that a just a, an adjective or is this an actual noun to describe something? There are many things I think go into the idea of music being pleasant. It's a term that I use because it encompasses, you know, m- many aspects, you know, of, of the, the musical sound character. Okay. And then when you said you're looking at the the geometry of the room, so how does a square or rectangular room differ than a room that is abnormally shaped or irregularly shaped, I guess? Right, right. Well, the main things that I think are good to look at are how deep the room is and how wide the room is. So, for example, a room that's especially deep may be especially challenging to get sound into the place where the far listeners are, are located. One that is wide and not very deep, then, you know, there are different challenges that that, that one looks at. If it's a high ceiling, it may be difficult to use ceiling speakers at a, above a certain height because um, the sound has to travel quite a distance from that high ceiling. That's one of the reasons why there are pendant speakers, for example, in today's open architecture ceilings to space the sound closer to the listeners and, and make it, again, more pleasant for music and more intelligible for speech. So th- those kinds of architectural uh, or geometric features. Yeah, well, and that, that makes sense then being able to, you need that ceiling mount, but, you know, having the actual source of the sound up, up you know, too high, it's got to travel further. Uh, does, and again, I'm, I feel like I'm uh, kind of going back to, to the basics here, but does sound differ? Does it change as the the further that it travels? It does. It does. It's it's clear when it's uh, fairly immediate. As it travels, uh, there's air absorption that absorbs some of the high frequencies and so on. With high ceilings, one of the things that that trips you up is the fact that the ceiling speakers often overlap with each other, and the farther away from you they are, the longer the differences are in how long it takes the sound from each speaker to reach your ear. So if you're doing a high ceiling, you want to use a speaker with a very narrow coverage so that the listeners are only listening to the speaker that's that's above their head rather than listening to every speaker in the room hit their ear at a, at a different time sink, which then makes the, the music unpleasant and the speech unintelligible. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, so we talked a little bit about the categories of 
speakers and then where in turn they they end up being placed, especially for indoors. Can we talk a little bit about outdoor speaker placement? And then as a follow-up to that, what are maybe some unexpected places, some <laughs> some kind of cool places that, that you might find commercial loudspeakers? Well, really anywhere there's sound, there are loudspeakers. So mm-hmm. designers try their best to hide the loudspeakers. You know, architects and facility managers don't want the speakers to be terribly visual or, or to be a major thing that people see when they, they go into the space. So if you look around, you often spot speakers in really unexpected places. Designers try to make systems unobtrusive. Uh, outdoor speakers you can find hidden in bushes, uh, in landscape spaces, hidden in, in uh, soffit recesses and, and just all, all sorts of places. What would you say then the the most creative place to to put you know the the speaker in the bush um you know, speaker in outdoor trash can <laughs> you know there there are places that uh that build them into uh trash cans uh some of the more unique places include building them into uh lighting uh, posts where there are just grills on the sides of the lighting posts you know that that all you don't realize there there's a loudspeaker in there. We just introduced a speaker that probably falls into this category called the GSB. They are garden subwoofers, and it takes a little bit of excavation, but they actually go into the ground. They go underground, and the only thing that uh, sticks up above the ground is the is the uh, port outlet for the sound and a little cap that goes on that. So it's kind of reminiscent of a mushroom yeah. a little bit. But but the real you know uh, business end of of the subwoofer is actually buried underground. Huh, it's interesting. Also for the AV Pro, tell us about some of the new commercial speakers that uh, were introduced at Infocom recently. Yeah, so I just mentioned the GSB; those are the in the ground uh, landscape subwoofers. We also introduced Control eighty nine MS, which is an, uh, is an above the ground landscape subwoofer. So those would go into places where you really don't want to excavate, or where it's very close to the water table, or or uh, whatever things like that. Uh, GSF full range landscape speakers. So we introduced that's two full range models that are aimable, one with a three inch and one with a six inch. We also introduced SLP speakers, which stands for sleek, low profile speakers that go on the walls. And they're so they're so um, tight to the wall that they actually meet ADA requirements uh, to go into spaces where that's needed. And then we lastly, we introduced uh, uh, Control 68 HP, which stands for high power. It's a high power pendant speaker. We've had Control 60 series speakers in the line for a number of years. And people love the idea of, of pendant speakers and concentrativity coverage and so on. And this is one that then gets louder than any of the other speakers uh, in that line that, that we make. So most of these new speakers that that we introduced at the Infocom show have been recognized by Red Dot for their industrial design excellence. So we hope that gives customers confidence, you know, even before the installation takes place, these speakers will fit into their decor, make a nice, you know, elegant uh, appearance. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not some big, clunky, uh, industrial-looking thing, but something that, uh, you know, 
it's meant to kind of blend in, but you know, when you see it, it it's not unpleasant, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not unusual to try to uh, make speakers unclunky. You know, there's there are large installation speakers that JBL Pro is is known for that go into things like scoreboards and screens at stadiums yeah. and, and, and arenas, and you don't even know they're there. You just hear the sound coming out of them. Right, right. Well, so tell us a little bit about JBL Pro, like, I guess, a little bit what that is. And then as a follow-up again, um, I'd ask, you know, what's what's possible then with today's loudspeakers that uh, maybe wasn't available and possible 10 years ago? Yeah, well, JBL Pro has been around for 75 years. The company was started by uh, James B. Lansing, and we are part of uh, Harman uh, International, which is a collection of a number of uh, professional audio brands uh, that include amplifiers and DSP and, and, and so on. As of a couple of years ago, we are also part of the Samsung uh, family of, of companies, and, um, you know, as far as uh, what's possible today that maybe wasn't 10 years ago, we're finding that, um, you know, we have to move with the demands of the marketplace. And there are changes in architecture uh, that we have to adjust to. Uh, we're, we're making smaller, low, lower profile, you know, fitting in better all the time with, with the decor of spaces. There's a movement to column loudspeakers in, in the industry right now. They're less visually obtrusive. Uh, they provide better coverage of a particularly a deep space. We were talking about the, the room geometries. They excite the room reverberation less. They're clearer for speech, even better for high-fidelity music. So we make from very small to very large column speakers, the largest are Intellivox columns, which are, uh, are used in very large re- reverb in places like cathedrals and so on. And then another change that's come to mind, which has become much more top of mind in the last 10 years, is more environmental consciousness. So all of our speakers are, they comply with uh, certifications. Uh, Rojas and Reach are, are two main ones. We're using more recycled materials all the time. We're making our speakers lighter weight. And um, sometimes that's not thought of as being environmental, but what it does is it, it requires not such heavy support structures and buildings and, and so on. And we're making them more energy efficient um, as far as turning uh, voltage into sound. And we're also putting more energy efficiency into the manufacturing processes. Yeah. Well, so that that makes a lot of sense. So the 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 trends you're seeing then, you know, column loudspeakers, this uh, you know, environmental consciousness. And you're right. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think of a lighter speaker being environmentally, but you know, aside from the from the bearing that it has, you know, how it's mounted. Um I would think that's shipping costs, that sort of thing. I mean, sure. it's uh you know, a little bit lighter weight, maybe probably more compactly packed. Yeah, I, I could see the kind of the onion peeling there. <laughs> well, so as we start to wrap up our episode, I'd love to uh, to get your your take on um, a little bit of the the industry at large. Uh, we always ask our guests, where do you see technology going in the next year? I know that's a broad question, but you know, within the spaces that you're seeing, uh, where do you see this technology going in the next year? Well. 
there are many exciting technologies that unfortunately I can't talk about today. (laughs) Uh, Still going through the patent process and so on. But in general, there are um, always changes in architectural preferences. And when that happens, loudspeakers adapt to the trends in architecture. So for example, there is a continuing trend toward more open structure or open architecture ceilings. Uh, I touched on that already, but we've been seeing it uh, uh, happening more and more in last decade, retail stores, uh, restaurants, and so on. So we came out with our Control 60 series line of pendant speakers to make them easier install to the beams that you you find in these uh, open structure ceilings and to get the, the sound closer to listeners for better sonic quality. So it'll be exciting to see what changes take place. Uh, We'll be there to adapt our offerings to meet any new requirements. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate uh, all of your insight today, Rick. If our listeners have more questions, want to find out more about what we talked about today, how can they reach out? The two main websites that I'd recommend, one is the JBL professional website, which is jblpro.com. And the other is the Harmon professional website, which is pro.harman.com. And those are the places I'd start. Excellent. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being here. Absolutely. And thank you listeners for tuning in and subscribing to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. If you like this episode or have a question, please join the discussion on Twitter with the hashtag B2B Tech Talk. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk. You've been listening to B2B Tech Talk with Ingram Micro. This episode was sponsored by Ingram Micro's Imagine Next. B2B Tech Talk is a joint production with Sweetfish Media and Ingram Micro. Ingram Micro production handled by Laura Burton and Christine Fan. To not miss an episode, subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform.